Hello from home, everybody. Hi, hi. We hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. We are sitting at home. We are still at home. Uh, we also want to say a big thank you to everyone else out there who's been sending us uh, videos and sending us pictures and comments about what they're doing at home to stay positive. We've been uh, connecting with our listeners and fans and, and friends and fam. And we want to talk to you guys. So if you message us on Instagram at at home or email us at feedback at at home podcast.net, we would love to chat with you and see how you're doing. And we did chat with Brandon Harvey from the Good, Good, Good Company. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the good newspaper spreading good news around the world. And this is a great time for a lot of people to have that positivity. We've connected with him in Portland, Oregon on a phone call. So at the end of this podcast, we're going to chat with him and we'll share that with you guys. Also keep in mind that this episode was pre-recorded with Jasmine Roth. So I'm glad that we can bring this to you guys. So without further ado, let's hop into our episode. We are back with another rendition. This is volume number two of At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. What happened uh, favorite to album. volume one? Well, that was the original hits. That was the hits from the 60s. This is the uh, new and improved version. 80s? It's like when we come back. No, this is more like 90s or okay. early 2000. <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, we have the Backstreet Boys are doing a guest spot. No, it <laughs> I want it this way. I changed the words a little. In case anybody writes in and is like, excuse me, you got the lyrics wrong? <laughs> I had to change it so they didn't, they didn't charge me for it. Uh, but anyway, how goes it, everybody? We are well. I answered for you, Brandon. Sorry, you. I'm well. <laughs> I was also asking you guys out there. I hope you're doing well. We have had so much fun this week. I mean, our interview aside, sitting down and chatting with Jasmine Roth, HGTV superstar, Linda and I have been wrapping up a little bit of work because we're going to be taking a week off. A whole week off? Like off, off? I can't wait. It is off. We're going to be in San Francisco for a little bit, hanging out with Linda's sister and the family, Mm -hmm. get some baby time. They're the cutest twins in our family. The babies weren't babies anymore. Yeah, they're getting big. And also Will, the twins' older brother, He's got the same birthday as dad. So we weren't there for his birthday in March. So this is sort of like a late birthday celebration mm-hmm. for With him. With dad and Dr. Seuss. Is it really? Yeah, you don't know. You knew that. Maybe I knew that and I forgot that. I knew that. Does he wear big hats? We should get Will a big hat. He wears 500 hats. <laughs> I'm looking at a book right now above Drew's head. Linda's favorite book is Oh, the Places You'll Go, or one of them. Especially, too, because when I proposed to Linda, I made a giant cake that's the mountain on the front of that book, and then the ring was sitting on top in the character's hand. I like when I can eat my books. Drew, you're so <laughs> romantic. Oh, thanks, Linda. I don't know I made you have that voice. How drooly. I do declare you're so romantic. Wait, did someone say eclair? Eclair. <laughs> Ooh, you know who we should go see? Who? Butter and... Oh, yes. Speaking of not making plans. (laughs) So we had, for our wedding, we had the most amazing woman in the world, Amanda and her company, Butterand. They made our wedding cake. And it was so delicious. It was Mm multi-layers. And we had this look where it was sort of blended style and it was open in the middle where it was like a crevice where you could see the different flavors. And oh my gosh, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. We should go get cake for dinner. And the funny thing too is, do you remember? So we, we got married in Italy. So she actually came out there and made the cake in Italy. But for some reason in my mind, I was picturing her sitting on a seat in an airplane 
with a seatbelt around the cake next to her. And that was her coming to Italy because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I think Our that, cake traveled far and wide. <laughs> the cake is stale, but it came all the way from San Francisco. Um, and I was scrolling through Instagram and looking at all of your amazing comments and feedback. And thank you very much to everybody who has been enjoying our podcast. And I did notice a lot of people saying that they loved the diversity of our guests as well. When we had Tyron Matthew on, Super Bowl winner. Um, I think it's really great that we get a chance to sit down with people from so many different backgrounds. It's mm -hmm. just so much more fun. I love chatting with him because I, at first I, when I went into it, I thought, I don't know anything about football. Um, but I mean, we're, we're all human. So exactly. There's a lot to talk about. Everybody has a background that's unique and different. And even, you know, Ashlyn and Philippe, when we were talking mm -hmm. with them, um, you know, we have Bobby Burke, we're going to be sitting down with, we have all these different amazing stories and that's what makes life so awesome. We're all unique. Wouldn't it be boring if we were all exactly the same? Yes. There's actually a song from a Disney sing-along that I used to love. It's called In Harmony mm -hmm. and it's from the Little Mermaid sing-along. And it says, if there was only one note, how boring life would be. I'm glad there are so many notes in many different seas. Did you make up that last part? No. That was maybe, actually it? Maybe. <laughs> There's so many life lessons that we can all get from cartoons, kids books, Dr. Seuss, all the above. And life oh. lessons from Jasmine Roth. And speaking of life, she is ready to give birth to her little girl any minute now. I mean, I think she is ready. Incredible and ready, and we're so excited for her. I wonder Brett. I wonder how long she stayed on the construction site. Like, is it sort of like, you can't fly when you're at eight and a half months. But you can build. But you can swing a sledgehammer. <laughs> I'd be afraid if you were on a construction site pregnant and you try and swing a sledgehammer. Oh, there, uh, there no, you no, go. no, let's uh, change that. I would be afraid if I was on a construction site and you were swinging the sledgehammer. Oh, I thought you say I if I was pregnant. You were right. on a construction site and I was pregnant. I wouldn't be afraid of me swinging the sledgehammer. Yeah, well, no, I, I obviously safety first too, but uh, it's actually pretty amazing. You see how hard Jasmine works, but it pays off too. The way she was actually found on social media, HGTV found her on her Instagram account and she continued to work hard, improve herself as a host. And she's one of the top hosts on HGTV. She's fun. It's a really hard thing in TV to be really good at what you do as a designer or a contractor and also be entertaining. Well, she does both. And then also I worked with her on Rock the Block. That was, I that was, was a cool show. Yeah, it was fun. Like making over all these identical homes in that neighborhood. And she had fierce competition too. Leanne Ford, Allison Victoria, Mina, Mina Stars. I can never say her last name. Starsick. Starsick. Starstruck. We always just Stars. called her, ever since we first met Mina, and we love her. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, we would always just call her Mina Bones because her company was Mina Good Bones. Bones. Good Bones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her original company, her actual company name is Two Chicks and a Hammer. And then Good Bones was her TV show. And because Jonathan and I were actually going to call our show Two Dudes and a Hammer. Really? Yeah. That was one of the names on our, on our list of names for Property Brothers in the beginning, Two Dudes and a Hammer. So she took the name and, and went- made it awesome. Yeah, made it awesome. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, that's stiff competition to have all of them in there renovating houses. And then we also did the Brady House together. What's next? We should build a tree house with her. Now, hold on a second. Are you just saying that because you know that she does that or because you still want to build tree houses? Yes, to both. I've always wanted to build tree houses and I would live in a tree house. And I want my tree house to have a, like a pulley system. 
I don't, your, your trousers wouldn't be normal though. You would make something like massive, be like a giant shoe or something like that in the tree. Isn't that a kid's book? There is a kid's book out there like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, but we would have the best tree houses. And I, I think we could use Jasmine's help. Well, since that's all her and her dad used to yeah. do, that's she built tree houses before she built houses, which is pretty cool. I'm excited. I mean, this was a great chat this week. So why don't we dive right in? This is At Home with Lyndon Drew Scott. With and- Jasmine Roth. <laughs> Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. (laughs) Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home having your baby at the end of April so you're ready any minute now and you're still filming well you're kind of calming your filming schedule down a little bit right now right so yeah definitely calming down although being pregnant on a construction site is really fun because yeah I mean I kind of demanded respect before like a little bit you know just because like little blonde chick running around yelling at everybody but now I'm like Pregnant, and you can't say no to a pregnant. Right. <laughs> Good <laughs> so point. It's kind yeah. of nice. I'm at the disadvantage now because I will never have that kind of power. No. On the construction site. I told my supervisor, I'm like, play the pregnancy card. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, tell them that you're, you know, that your boss is pregnant and that she's she yelling needs at it you. Done now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Actually, the, and that brings up a good question, though. So. Um, Construction is a male-dominated, as a contractor, that's a male-dominated position for decades and decades. Um, You are one of the top contractors on HGTV. Tell us about that growth for you, like getting into that position and were there struggles along the way? Was it hard to get some of the trades to really listen to you? Um, How did you overcome those complications? I think it was one of those things that I didn't really realize was happening as I was kind of joining an industry that was male-dominated, and then after it had happened, everybody's like, oh, by the way, you're in a male-dominated industry. And I was like, yes, I am, you're right. Um, Because it was one of those things that, like, I don't necessarily see gender, I see talent. And so if I see somebody that knows how to install tile, and they're the best at it, and they love it, and they've been doing it for years and years, and that's all I see. And so 
um, working with, yeah, with all the guys, as I call them, my guys, um, I really just focused on what they're good at and it really um, celebrating that. And I don't think mm-hmm. that, I think that's the difference. Like I think I came from corporate America where like you do something well or you do it good and somebody like gives you a lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the construction world mm-hmm. and you're expected to just churn out houses for your entire life. Nobody really cares. Like if yeah. you're a tile setter, all people care about is that they can use the shower, that it looks gorgeous, and it's done on time and on budget, right? Yeah. But they don't really want to know all the like everything that goes into it and how you do it and why you picked this pattern and all that. I want to know that. And so like learning about construction for me was more about like breaking it down, learning about the trades, and then celebrating what they're really good at. And I think that's why I even found myself on HGTV because I thought it was so cool to like take pictures and make videos and be like, okay, this is John and he installs tile. John, how long have you been installing tile? And people liked that. You know what? I bet you that's another reason why you grew such a strong team and and that team is still together is because you're actually showing appreciation for their talent and what they do. Whereas I think a lot of times on a construction site, you can get into the grind of pumping things out and you just expect people to come in, they get paid, they do their job, they move on and you don't actually take a moment to get to know them mm-hmm. and to appreciate their talent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so nice to be able to step back and be in awe of houses that you know your hands have built. Yeah, yeah. these people's hands have built. Well, that's what HGTV does, right? They yeah. celebrate yeah. these spaces, and we slow it down. We take pictures. We you know we film every nook and cranny. And we light it. and We really like slow down. So I think that's what's so cool about it. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you been like, yeah, the tile guy? You know yeah. what I mean? And that guy, he probably has been called the tile guy his whole life, or the mm. painter, or the yeah. you know, the plumber. But they're not. I get the twin guy. You're the twin guy. The twin guy. guy all the time, yeah. <laughs> the brother that's guy. All, that's yeah. all you are. The other brother, yeah, I get that all the time. Aww. But so for Jonathan and me on HGTV, our process, it was a long process, but we started pitching ourselves to, to networks, and then we started pitching ourselves to production companies because we didn't know the process. And then things came along that way for us. But you were the ultimate original Instagram star because I heard HGTV found you through the beautiful photos you were posting. I, yeah, I did the exact opposite of what you and Jonathan did. So like, I was just living my life and I liked to post things. One, because I wanted to give my guys some recognition, but two, because I used like blogs and I love following beautiful accounts and getting inspiration that way. And I was like, if I do something that I feel like is kind of like on par or like has the caliber of something that somebody else might be able to use, I want to be a contributor. I don't want to just like, mm-hmm. you know, be a consumer of these blogs and stuff. And so that's why I started posting stuff. Um, and yeah, HGTV found me on Instagram. I had like, I think 1,100 followers, maybe no, uh, tops. Um, and which what took me a lot just to get 1,100 followers is a it's a lot to mm-hmm. get that. You might not know this anymore, but that- <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's funny you say because you know Jonathan and I do have a, a strong following, but I remember in the beginning we were thinking we want to grow this business. We have to look at our social media as a part of the business and marketing opportunity. And we tried we we researched as much as we could on how to get organic growth, what kind of content people want to see, and at the end of the day. As much as we we're looking to overly structure what we were doing for there, we just realized people just want to see real. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. want you know they want to be inspired. They want to see beautiful homes and, and beautiful pictures. And they love seeing the stories behind, stories behind what it. you're posting. Yeah. yeah. What everyone on the network has certain stereotypes for on the network, like or what things are known for. For example, Jonathan is the hair of the network. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what I am. Maybe I you're no, the beard. I'm the I'm the realtor of the network. Like yeah. I, I think that's the one thing. That's why I was on Rock the Block too. I'm the beard. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, possibly. 
But that has another that has other connotation as well. Huh. But um, you have no idea what that actually means, do you? No. <laughs> I'll whisper it in your ear later. Okay, cool. Um, do but, I need to like uh, Urban Dictionary search this? Yes, you do. Oh man, uh, again. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what's innocent. another thing that you had to look up? Well, I'm not gonna tell you because it's embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. So I'm checking out at the store. Yeah. And there's this really cute girl. She's probably 20. Yeah. And she's checking me out, and she's like, hey, so um, what are you doing for the holidays? And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, my parents are going out of town, but they said no parties. And I'm like, great. You know, we're just, like, making small talk. She's like, so I told them I'm going to have a sleepover. I'm like, cool. She's like, yeah, it's not like I'm having, like, the pre-funk or the post-funk or anything like that. I'm just having a sleepover. Okay, good. You have the same reaction. <laughs> so I'm like, um, so what, what are you, Pre-funk and post-funk? Is Do you she, know what that was means? Was she hitting on you? No. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> so, so literally I'm like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. And my girlfriend and I like walk away and I go, do you know what she was talking about? And she's like, no, do you? And I was like, no, we had to Google it. I'm we, like reaching for my phone. We literally had to look it up. Yeah. Here. Do you know? I think it's brown chicken. No, it's nothing like that. It's pre-function, post-function. It's like the new way of saying like pre-game and like after party. Okay. So okay. What? So what? she was saying like it's not like I'm having like the pregame for a party or like the after party, but I just had no clue and I felt so old. Yeah. And I had oh, to look I, it up. I get that I all the time. I thought it was funk like F U N K. Me too. But no, it and that yeah. is I think how you spell it if you're gonna oh, like text okay. somebody. So later. So if I ever invite you guys to like the pre-funk or the post-funk, okay. now you'll know why. So no, like know, the yeah. Oscars pre-funk. Yeah. Would be like the pre. So it's, it's like, but it's funny because <laughs> then I'll try and be really cool with the you know the youth lingo and I'll be like. Hey there, kids. I think this place is really lit. <laughs> and then they're like, don't ever say that. Like, and I'll be talking. like, this is so fetch. Just don't try to make fetch happen. No, you no. can't use fetch. No. no. But it, yeah, so on the network, though, um, you're known as the, the smile. I, oh. Everyone has said to me that you have the golden smile. And you and Mina actually both have the best smiles on HGTV. But she has red hair, too, which is like... Her and her cute freckles oh and her God. red hair. Oh, I know. Like a dog. Too adorable. It's funny how we all kind of get um, our, not our shtick. Like, we wanted to make sure the twin thing was not a shtick on yeah. HGTV. So too we, late. Too late, yeah. <laughs> you could try. Yeah, but we, so that's why we originally, our hair was the same and everything. We changed our hair. And even with me with the beard, we're trying to make sure that, you know, obviously we're related. Can we but. go back to like the sun in look with like the, when it was kind of, no. you know what I'm talking we're, about? I had, like, I had some light. The frosted I had little light frosted yeah. tips. Jonathan, it was like a lioness mane. Yeah. It was, it was Surfer John is what and we called it. And you had the tall hair. I had this tall hair. I looked like Robert Pattinson from Twilight. <laughs> I, I was a vampire. I was very pasty white too. But yeah, we all had our original looks. Well, I mean, how long have you been on the network now? Like two and a half, three years. Yeah, so not long enough to really look back at your regretful no. initial look. Your look hasn't changed too much because you started great. But just wait a year, just wait a year. Oh my God, <laughs> some of the wardrobe that, that I wear originally, I had like my sideburns were big and puffy yeah. and oh my God, it's terrible. So every She's now like, and then. yeah, I know those. <laughs> yeah. There will be an episode that pops up and I, I'll know when, it, when an old episode re, uh, repeats and so, on social media fans are like, what is Drew doing with his hair or his, his sideburns? <laughs> But something that you and I share in common, which you probably don't realize, is our first jobs. I mean, I had a lot of little jobs, but your first job, I also did that. Which one? Fitness or lifeguard? Fitness instructor. Oh, yeah. Not lifeguard. I don't like water. Lifeguard wouldn't work for me. 
I was also a fitness instructor. I was a personal trainer. Oh I did gosh. boxer size and uh, and soul cycling. Where uh, was I no this? Idea what this is in Canada? In Canada, up in Calgary. So I, I was going to the university and then I was looking for, for work and I always loved the gym. And so I was pretty knowledgeable as well about how to work out. And yeah. so my I was 18, I think, and I got my first job at a gym as a personal trainer. The only difference is you were 15. How is it you're a fitness instructor well, you a fitness at 15? Class at 15? No, so I worked for Curbs, which is like yeah. uh, circuit know, training. Yeah. My mom did Curbs. Yeah, it was great. And so I would like pump up the music, get everybody going. But mind you, I was in like rural Virginia, like the middle of nowhere, yeah. Virginia, where I grew up, which was great. But like these ladies would come in, like they've never been in a gym. They've they're coming straight off the farm. They've got their casserole for like the church cook-off later, <laughs> and they're like, this, so there's a little fridge with like protein shakes. They're like, can I take the protein shakes out? And they're putting their casserole oh. in the oh fridge. Oh my god, and that's like, hilarious! They were so cute. But yeah, I would just crank the music and be like, no, no. Georgette, you're on the you're on the wrong station. Move forward. You know? So I don't That's know. Funny. I mean, I I wasn't like a personal trainer as much as like a motivator, maybe, and there just you go. like. It's but it That's a big part of it. I yeah, mean, actually, I, was young. I think that one of the most yeah. important parts of the job when I did, I, I went to school for kinesiology. I studied and I had my certification. But you really are almost like a that cheerleader in the corner of the person to give them the confidence to get through what they don't want to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, like I. I, lo- I love like running. Oh, I hate running, but I love running. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the feeling. You, you the know, feeling like, you get like, from like, it? Like yeah. the pain, yeah. the good pain. Yeah. yeah. Like, once you're running, you're like, okay, this is okay. And then, like, halfway through, you're like, oh my God, this is awful. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, it's awesome. I yeah. can't wait to do it again. So you love the pre funk of running and the post funk, but not the. <laughs> not the yeah. funk. Not yeah. the funk. Not the, the, the funk yeah. of running yeah. is not good. It's, not it's fun. defunct. But yeah. no, like, just, in, just working out in general is great. How's Sorry. Brett when it comes to you? Because you work a ton. Yeah. He wears a suit. You wear a plaid. Is, is, he, is he the one who plaid has suit. to... I'm just kidding. Does he have to rein you in a little just to remind you? Yeah. We, we definitely have like the yin-yang type situation going on where he's definitely more like he makes all the plans with our friends. He's definitely the one that was driving. Like, you're going to sit on the couch and watch a movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, sit down. I'm like, ah! Cuffs you to the arm of the, of the chair. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of it, like I definitely am like... Uh, he's very self-motivated, but I'm like motivating as well and like keeping us, um, like we're going to book this vacation and we're going to, so I'm definitely more on like the calendar side mm. of things. So I think it works out really well. We've been together now for know, 14 years. Oh you were, you were college roommates? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and how did that happen? So in the beginning when... So we moved in, yeah. in college, our third third of five years, it was a five-year school. Um, and we were roommates. He had a girlfriend, and I had a boyfriend. Wait, did you already know each other? Yeah, we were friends. Okay. But, like, just, I had a dog, and, like, where I lived before, I couldn't have the dog, and then he had a roommate that I was also friends with, but I was a real estate agent. So that's actually how this Uh, kind of started. I was a real estate agent in college. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in Boston. And so I would just, like, bomb around, and half of it was, I I sold things, but I also did a lot of rentals. So, like, I rented rented, um, apartments to all my sorority sisters. And, like, you know, every year, everybody, it's a city, so everybody moves and changes, and, yeah. So anyway, I rented an apartment to his roommate from the year before, and I called him, he's in California, and I'm like, Hey, um, who are you living with next year? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want to be my roommate? He's like, sure. Like, what, okay. But tell me the truth though. When you did that to him, did you have any interest in him? Were you th- no. were you trying? Okay, so you weren't trying to set yourself Can up. Can I tell you guys? I outweighed him. So I was a cheerleader in high school, and he was a soccer player. Oh. And so we were in our third year of college at that point. But when I met him. Like, he was super, like, scrawny, had long hair, soccer player from California. <laughs> I'm this, like, 
buff cheerleader that was like, hey, like, where's the gym, you know? <laughs> you were I the base. A, yeah, the... I weighed 142 pounds. He weighed 140 pounds. I oh outweighed him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, That's amazing. Yeah. And then that all changed. I don't, well, maybe now with the baby, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, then his long hair um, shortened and the beard grew the out. The beard, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't even notice his hair or his beard or anything. I don't know if you're this way, but like. I, for 14 years, he's changed. I mean, he's so much. He'll shave his head. He'll grow his hair out. He'll have long hair. He'll have a beard. He'll have no beard. I, I don't even notice anymore. Like, yeah. That's so funny. Now, Drew will pretty much keep his hair the same because of the show. Do you think that people, like, I know um, I'm so new to this. I still, like, continuity and, like, try and... So the way that, like, TV shows are made, they're made out of order sometimes. And mm-hmm. only because you have to, sh- you know, things are happening chronologically, but you have to shoot certain... You have to shoot multiple houses at once. Yeah, right? well, it's that block shooting houses, and all the time people say, oh, so your show's fake. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not. Well, no, it's not fake. It's just that, you know, we're, if we literally just did one renovation at a time, the season of episodes that you see, it would take us 10 years to shoot a season. Right. So we have to block shoot a whole bunch. So, you know, in one day, Jonathan and I will go between three or four different episodes, three or four different houses. Yeah. It's just how it works. But um, also within the show, I mean, again, I don't know if you've had anybody who's come to you and said, Is, are these shows all faked? Um, well, yeah, sometimes we have to redo. Like, for example, if an airplane goes overhead right when we're in the middle of a dialogue with yeah. the homeowners, we have to redo it. And at the end, it's not making it fake that we have to redo that dialogue. It's just what's more distracting for you as a viewer in the middle of a conversation you can't hear anything because of a jet engine or if we were just to re-say that, I really like the look of this house. Yeah. I mean, it's something not fake. Fa- it's not fake. You're just re-saying what was already said. Exactly. That's kind of how I explain Yeah, it. and it's also, it's taking away bad distractions from the people who are watching. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little clumsy at times, and so at times, so <laughs> we'll walk into a, a room and I'll, I'll walk into the wall. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shoulder the Can door we frame. Can just have a show of that? Just yeah. Like, oh. Oh. There's a ton of it. Or I, I rip my pants. I used to rip through my pants all the time. We'll be walking up some stairs, it's and I just the whole butt blows out of the pants. Wrong, wrong network. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be the after dark bloopers. Yeah. But yeah, so something like that. Like, what's more distracting? Me turning to walk into a room and like shouldering the wall and falling over, or just redoing it so it looks normal. I would actually watch that. You, you yeah. keep the original, okay? Yeah. I'll start leaving those in. Why does he just walk into the wall? But yeah, I think some people do catch on to the continuity. Yeah, there's been well, something random like you catch the edge of a camera person or whatever, but in reality, it's it's reality yeah. programming. So I'm like, if you have, guess how we're actually capturing the scene? There's a camera person. So if you yeah. happen to catch one of them in the in the video, who cares? But don't you feel like over the years that's become more acceptable? Yeah. Especially yeah. too, we shoot it more docu style yeah. with how we, we do the programming, and we're actually really good. You know, we don't have you know anything that takes you out of the moment that you would see. Like, you know, there might be like um, a Starbucks cup or something. Every now and then there will, but it's a construction site. Yeah. There are coffee cups, except for your construction sites. Because I heard you don't do coffee after filming. Super? No, I don't. You don't so, do coffee. No caffeine. After. I just start. I just stopped drinking coffee. I drank tea for a while, but then were I got getting, pregnant. And just were you getting cut the that jitters? Out. You know what? Like around two o'clock. Well, first of all, coffee breath, and you're like in really close quarters. Like if you know you have a cameraman, you're down in a cabinet, and there's the guy, and it's, there's enough smells. We don't need yeah. more coffee breath. I'm with you, man. Yeah, and then also um, like at two o'clock, I would start to get a headache, and I'd be like, oh, I need coffee. And like I just, I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. Especially, I mean, when you're when there's people there and they're relying on you to like get stuff done and be motivated and have energy and like, I just want to have natural energy. I don't want to have to like fabricate it. So where do you get your energy from now? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Heavy medication. Yeah, I know. I mean, for a little while I would drink like iced tea. Like I love iced tea, but then I got pregnant. So I just, 
I literally didn't, haven't even thought about iced tea since mm. I've been pregnant, which is weird. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. What's your weird craving being pregnant? Everyone has a weird craving. I haven't, not, I don't know. I haven't really had any yet. So like before I was pregnant, I ate pretty much paleo, which is like okay. the opposite of vegetarian. And yeah. weird, I mean, literally, well, not really, but it's all just meat and vegetables. And yeah. it's like, and some nuts. It's like mm. what the cavemen would eat basically. And I, li- I did that for like two years um, and I love it. I have so much more energy. Mm. I feel like I, yeah, it sounds super nerdy, but yeah, I like crave vegetables and like I crave a piece of chicken, you know? Um, But then I went to the doctor and she's like, oh, you look pretty, you know, you're you're pregnant. You look pretty healthy. How do you eat? And I was like, oh, I eat paleo. She's like, yeah, no, not anymore. I was like, what do you mean? And I didn't know what I was getting into, but she's like, you have to eat carbs. You have to eat dairy. Like you Mm. just need the, your body needs like those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And sure enough, like it's not even a question. Like So you felt the craving. Bagels, burritos, macaroni and cheese. I mean, the list You're literally just saying you're sitting outside eating a burrito right before coming in. Are we both pregnant? Because I want pizza, <laughs> yeah. burritos, and bread all I the think time. I must no, but be. like those are same. Like those are the things that you're always like, oh, I would, I like cheat day. I'm gonna have the mac yeah, and yeah. cheese or something. Like you literally don't want to eat clean. Like yeah, second, mm. third trimester a little bit more, but first try first like. I don't know. Everything's in weeks when you're pregnant. That's the yeah. other thing. You think and talk in weeks. I've never I've talked in weeks I've always wondered before. that. It's like, how yeah. are you? How do you know that? Oh, did you know that you're pregnant months. for ten months, not nine? No. Yeah. What? Who knew? That's crazy. I know. Well, so where does the whole it's nine? Forty move? weeks. I have no idea. So I was like, okay, so in nine months, and the doctor's like, no, it's ten months, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like. That's Why does nobody talk about that? <laughs> I have no idea. There's something with like the gestation. I don't know. No. I don't really know the answer to that, but I know it's 10 months and I know it's 40 weeks. When your daughter wow. is born, are you going to be the parent that is continuing to say, oh, she's now uh, 11 months old. Oh, she's now 32 months old. Oh, she's now 855 months old. <laughs> That's that's what I find funny. Like, where is the cutoff when you start saying from weeks when they're you know when you're pregnant yeah. to the months when they're a baby? I'd like to think to, I'm not going to be that person, yeah. but as a pregnant lady, I've been saying weeks, and I pro- thought I would never be that person. But either, I get so. it. I get it in terms of pregnancy because from week to week there are so many there cha- are. major changes. Yeah. And that's how everybody, they're like, okay, how far along are you? You're like, yeah. oh, I'm X number of weeks. <laughs> but if you're not pregnant, that means nothing to right. you, you know? It's like, okay, like, wait, six yeah. like okay. My, my friend It's like, like oh, a lot of math. My son's 28 months, and I'm like, carry the two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like doing what? Oh my math in your head. Like, yeah. oh. So we'll, we'll talk in another like, year or two. Let me know. Okay, we'll see. Like, yes. In another so 20. Baby Roth yeah. now. Baby Roth is Aww. 36 months. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to start doing that at my age. So how many months would that be for 41 years old? Let's Brandon, calculate that. Oh, yeah. I got you. Jasmine's got my back. All right, so let's see. And we should have a birthday party. Yeah, every week. You know what I mean? So 41 <laughs> times 12. 
492 months old. I'm only 400. How many? 492. I'm only really? 492 months old. That sounds really young. See? Does it? Oh, it sounds super old to me. What are you most excited <laughs> about moving forward as a mom? This is your first baby. I I mean, it's a big deal. I'd say it like, is a big deal. it's a big deal. And I'm such a planner that this already has had to like teach me to just like let go. Were and, you like, guys expecting her? Well, we were trying for a little while because mm -hmm. like my show wrapped and then I went straight to Rock the Block and then... Um, actually got pregnant during Rock the Block, which is insane because I think it was <laughs> all the things that they tell you not to do when you're trying to get pregnant. Like, like have be relaxed. <laughs> no, oh, oh like, I think when you're filming well, Rock the Block. Too. So yeah. I was out of town. <laughs> I was super stressed. It was 110 degrees. I was like, I mean, there was like all the things that you're not, like it was the right, yeah, worst case scenario. And then, so I wasn't expecting it when I actually got pregnant. Um, like I found out I was pregnant. I was like, what? How'd you find out? <laughs> Um, Robert Wimbish from HGTV. We were at the red carpet party. For I love how this involves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This better not be Robert being like, are you pregnant? No, I was like super nauseous and I'm trying to talk to people at the red carpet party and it was like for the Brady Bunch. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a huge party. It was really fun. It was here in LA. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm so nauseous. And he's like, are you sick? I was like, no. I just got back from vacation yesterday. I'd been on a boat. I was like, I think I'm on a plane. I was like, I think I'm just motion sickness. He's like, you're not motion sickness. It's been like 36 hours. I'm like, I'm motion sickness. He's like, I think you're pregnant. I was like, I, I honestly hadn't even occurred to me. That's and then hilarious. the next morning I woke up and I was like, is Robert Wimbush right? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have my car. It wasn't at my house. So I like walk across the street to the liquor store and like find a pregnancy test like buried on the shelf. Wait, it's all wait, 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 wait. It's in Spanish. Wait, wait, you went on, to wait. the liquor store for yeah, a pregnancy test? I didn't test? have a car. I got why, why is there a pregnancy test I at the know. liquor store? Obviously, you've never bought a pregnancy test. But yeah. No, the liquor I, store has a pregnancy test. I didn't test. know that. This I'm going to go get me store. some vodka and some pregnancy <laughs> tests. Something's going to happen tonight. Well, I, they only had one, and it was really dusty, and it was in Spanish. But it, was it, it worked. Was it expired? <laughs> I don't know. Probably so it worked. When yeah. you did it, did it say, see? Sí. <laughs> well, the, all the instructions were in Spanish, but I was like... I could I know see and no, and then it, there's one or two like little you know like lines, but yeah I I was a little skeptical, but yeah I I don't know I've never so had a. Does this know. make your baby Spanish? I think so. Yeah, I definitely. Think so. Yeah. That's hilarious. Have you have you picked a name or? You're... So, we're close, but we're not going to tell anybody. Okay. Good because everybody has. You know, like you could have known somebody in high school or you could have worked with somebody or like, oh, no, no, that name, whatever. Yeah. You know, like it's very hard to yeah, like. Yeah, it's nobody else's. As it is, we know so many people that like there's so many names that we like but are ruled out because yeah. you know somebody. Like, yeah. You're like, oh. oh, so is that supposed to be a thing? You're not allowed to name your baby after someone like if you're best friend's name is? No, you can do whatever you, you can, want. But, but like it'd be, every time you see your baby, you're going to think of that yeah. person, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. True. Sure, but yeah. like, yeah. I mean, Don't name it after your creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like a name that I might really like could be your creepy uncle. Right. And then you're going to be like, oh, oh that's, that's a great yeah. name. Oh. Well, we did find out if it was, you know, we knew, we knew it was a girl and we found out early and we did the gender reveal, which I would highly recommend. It was so much fun. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, not, don't do something that's going to, like, you know, don't hurt yourself. But just do, what like, a little... What did you do? Bit. No, no, we didn't oh, do that. I was like, what are you doing? Paragliding? Yeah. Yeah, no, um, but we just... So my, my cousin was in charge of it, and she just made this little house. And then we... This was so Property Brothers, by the way. We each got a, a hard hat 
and we got a sledgehammer, and then we went like this, and we, went, ah, and we smashed the house, and when we smashed the house, like, the pink dust, like, it exploded oh, with pink so dust. that's so creative. It was so cute. But I feel like that, if you, it, like, that would make sense. It'd be very on brand You know what's you. funny? You, I mean, hey, we like to have fun, and something like that would be cool like for the show. Like hard hard we did, yeah. we did a, a gender reveal on Property Brothers, and the funny thing is, so what it was is we had, like, a little... Um, like the homeowners had said what they wanted to have. So there's yeah. a little like blue, I think it was like a little blue shirt or overalls. Yeah. And then there's like a little pink uh, shirt or overalls or something like that. And so um, we were the ones, so we got from their doctor, yep. if it was boy or girl, and then we were packaging it into the little box and when they opened it up, that's the first time they would see. And um, we ended up having our team ran out and grabbed the boxes and, and put, put it in. Well, when they opened the box, they found a little uh, blue like uh, shirt or whatever it was. And then they found a second little blue shirt in the box to see what it was. And the look on their face when they saw the first one was like, it's a boy! And then they see a second one, Wait. and they literally look like they were going to <laughs> like, like pass out. Like they, she was so panicked. From so it. were they actually having? Twins? No, they weren't having twins. Oh our, our team, we had a backup for the little blue boy and the little blue uh, girl outfits, and they accidentally put both of them in the box That's at one time. Hilarious. So live, on, like on camera filming, we got the true emotional horror and shock if they were going to have twins. twins. And afterwards, I was like, "What's so wrong with twins? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with twins, you guys." Yeah. That's anyway, amazing. see, I don't funny. know if I would want a gen- like I would want it to be a surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, See, and I'm the opposite. I like planning. I like organizing. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just like, well, whichever way it is, like, you still have to plan the same way. Like, I think it's fun for to, to have that reveal, but also I kind of like the surprise of, yeah. like, Well, I think one thing for Linda and I, um, which actually be cool to hear from you, too, as a, as a soon-to-be mom, like, for us, we want to have, uh, you know, our nursery space, whatever, but it's not going to be, if it's a girl, it's not going to just be pink. If it's right. a boy, it's not going to be just blue. We're just going to make it fun and whimsical and colorful, no matter right. who our baby is. Um, but So how about for you? Have you already decked out your space? I mean, it skews, girl. But yeah. can't it's wait not to see like your a space that you go in and, like, feel so, like, lace and princesses and you're, like, uncomfortable in. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I kind of feel like a nursery should be like maybe a little bit elevated but match the rest of your house too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how often have you gone into a homeowner's house and the whole house looks one way and then you walk into like a kid's room or a nursery and you're like, whoa, what happened in here? Like yeah. It just feels, yeah. So I feel like it, it, every time you walk in, it's jarring. Well, one of our, our um, sort of, we, we have certain guidelines for different areas of the house and one of our guidelines for a, a nursery is it's the thing about it, it's not just the baby. You know, the baby actually doesn't even know anything about what's around them really. You know, right. They're fascinated by textures and colors, but um, the parents spend a lot of their life in that room too. So we want to make sure it's something that's elevated enough that the parents can enjoy it. Yeah. But it still has that fun feel that kids love yeah, to see. You get to do stuff in a nursery that you wouldn't normally do as yeah. far as like whimsical and like, yeah, like fun spaces. Like get peed on when, when you're changing a yeah, diaper. Yeah, things you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I do that all the time. But, uh, you know, that's a whole other thing. So I will say the one criteria that we had for a name is that it has to be like, um, a, a spelling of a name that you don't have to spell every single time. So like Linda, Drew, nobody is like, so how do you spell that? You know, uh, not okay. really. Even okay. Jasmine, you don't really spell that much. I can barely name a dog, let alone a person. For the rest <laughs> that, of their that, life. That you have three dogs, right? Decision. Yeah, well, I had three dogs. Now I'm down to one. Mm. I'm just dying off. But, it, which is honest, I'm saying that really casually, but it's been really tough. But it's part of having pets. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But the one dog that I have left... He's uh, six pounds, 
And he, we got him as like a friend, like, a, like an add-on. Like, oh, we already have two. Let's just, what's another one, you know? And he was a rescue. And we're like, whatever, it's going to be great. Now that's the dog that, that's like our dog. And we're like, oh my God, how is this our only dog? Because he's yeah. just. Aww. What kind of pup is he? He's a chihuahua. He's a six-pound chihuahua. chihuahua. And he oh likes my everybody. Chihuahua. Jonathan's chihuahua is a nine, was a nine-pound chihuahua. Nobody knew she was a chihuahua. They thought she was a wiener dog. Um, but <laughs> now so she's cute. been hitting the treadmill. Have you ever seen those little like dogs? It's they, it's in the water. water the water treadmills. No. It's to get them in shape. The funniest thing in the world because they're just their little tiny chihuahua legs. Like, Does he like it? Oh no, I don't think she likes it at all. Oh. But it's kept her svelte because she's had knee problems because she's been oh, so yeah. heavy over the years. And she's now I think thirteen. Yeah, she's up there yeah, now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she's actually in the best shape of her life. And Where does one get said water dog treadmill? Any dog Curse physiotherapist. Fitness. Yeah, Curves <laughs> now has a little puppy Car section. condition. Yeah. Oh so um, how was Rock the Block? So, I mean, as you, you were on Instagram, HGTV found you, you were a partner with a production company, um, and now you started to grow into being one of the top talent on HGTV, all within two and a half years, by the way, which is pretty amazing. Thanks. If you look on social media <laughs> and how much people love you, it's it's phenomenal. So congrats on that growth. Thank you. But HGTV does these things from time to time where they'll pull together their top talent and they'll compete. And Jonathan and I have loved doing some of that over the years and rock the block. I was asked to come in and judge no to pressure. be the judge. And they brought in four of the top designers, uh, designers and contractors on HGTV. So you were paired up against Leanne Ford, renowned, amazing designer. Yeah. Uh, you had Allison Victoria, Chicago's own, and she is a she is a, and she's competitive. Like she is the so most competitive. Scary. And then <laughs> you also had Mina from Good Bones, yeah. who is an extremely smart kind of like you. She thinks design and function, and she can do both and sides. And value. And value. Yeah, she's handy and a great design eye. How was this competition? It was so hard. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that it was. This was probably the, I mean, it was so real. It was so not for TV. Like, it was so real. And it was, uh, it was a challenge. Like, legitimately, I was so nervous because, like you just mentioned, I mean, these are, like, these are heavy hitters. These, are the, yeah. these girls are the, I watch their show, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's and so and also, so anybody listening knows, uh, Rock the Block, it was a new development and mm-hmm. they had, there were four homes that were all basically identical. Yeah. And you guys had a budget, I think, of $175,000. And so the houses were at the point where you still had to put in floors and cabinets and tile and then all of the decor. Um, so you had a ton of work that you had to do and you were still able to open up some walls and change function. At the end of the day, the competition, we were coming in to judge the change in value to see who's added the most value to these homes. And I liked that because it wasn't just like a subjective, like, or like you weren't just coming in like, oh, I like that couch more. Mm-hmm. I like this designer more. I'm just going to go with that. It was very black and white, like an appraisal, right? An appraisal yeah. is something that I've worked with for years and years in you know developing homes. So I was like, this I can do. Like an appraisal yeah. is right up my alley. So that was why I said yes to it in the first place. But yeah, understanding like, okay, in this neighborhood, it's going to be a family. They're going to probably have kids. It might be multi-generational. Bedrooms, bathrooms, Upgraded finishes, but not so upgraded that like you don't really get the value, yeah. right? Well, you added an extra bedroom and an extra bathroom. An extra bathroom and, and a half. And a, yeah, and a half. That's right. Wow. And that I was, was the crazy. Only person that did that. You, that blew everyone's mind. I, and you know the funny thing when I walked through and I was looking at the the floor plan, the original floor plan, and look at the house. I'm obviously going through my head what I would do to right. transform the space. And so I started going through a fun, uh, some of the stuff. And then afterwards, when I was coming back and walking through your spaces. 
Every, when I walk through the rooms, I'm like, this is exactly what I would have done. Yes. This, and then I come through, I'm like, oh, you found a way to do that with the, the added, that sort of wasted space that was in yeah. the, the one house. So kudos on that. Um, but I think that's what, that's one of the reasons I think a lot of people love watching your shows, Hidden Potential, everything that you do, is that it's not just about the pretty. It's about how a family will function in that home. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I didn't go to design school. I, I like design, but I'm definitely not somebody that's like, oh, it's trendy, let's put it in. I'm more like, oh, that's gonna last, it makes sense. It's gonna make sense for whoever lives here, dogs, kids, bikes, sandy feet, wet feet, whatever it is, that's good design mm. in my opinion. And yeah. usually that rings true. Like yeah. nobody mm. wants to live in a museum. Nobody wants to live somewhere where they can't, everything's yeah. precious touch and they can't touch mess it. it up, yeah. 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 So, and what was the dynamic? Because that was your first, um, that was your first crossover show where you were working with other talent, right? Well, we did Brady. Oh, at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. That was right. my first competition show where I was working with other talent, and it was so scary. <laughs> I was terrified. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, the girls were all really gracious, and they were all so um, genuine, I want to say. Like, I just didn't know how it would work out. Like, they're all super competitive, and I'm yeah. super competitive. And in the end, you got a street named after you. <laughs> You oh, that's uh, so cool. got bragging rights. Oh yeah, so, so big donation towards childhood hunger, which yes. that was really nice. cool as well. It was a hundred thousand meals going yeah. to hungry kids, which yeah. I thought was amazing. Which is that's a huge, um, just I mean that was so cool. Yeah. So yeah, and the street, the street names. Is it Jasmine yeah. Boulevard? Jasmine, Jasmine Street? I don't remember. Jasmine Way. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a photo. I had her um, hoisted up right to the sign, and she's like holding her sign. I at think the top. that's something that you and Jonathan are known for, right? Like picking people up. Like you're constantly like, oh, come here. Just Linda <laughs> hates it. I always pick Linda up, and she's like, why do you always pick me up? Like, stop I'm like, picking because me up. you can fit in my pocket, and it's you're fun. Like, why not? <laughs> I was like, sure, let's change it. You pick me up, my yeah. 230 pounds. Yeah. <sighs> Where did Linda go? But, uh, you know, growing up, though, everyone's super light. Like, I remember you were saying to me, because, you you know, you said from your cheerleading days, you're solid like a, oh, like a yeah. brick. But you're like, I don't know if you can lift me up. I'm like, I've been lifting Jonathan up for, like, 20 years, and he's... Well, he was at one point like 240 pounds or something. Well, I weigh more than I've ever weighed in my life right now, and I, I think it's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I'm terrified. Well, you look great. No, thank you. But I'm terrified about, like, after I have the baby, like, what's going to happen? You know, like, our bodies are amazing, first of all. Like, crazy. Yeah. Just, I mean, so I resilient. still don't yeah. even understand what's going on. <laughs> but um, it's also, yeah, it's just a little, like, okay, how's this all going to play out, you know? So I'm just going to have to, like, rip apart a lot of houses. Because that's really what I do. People are like, what's your workout schedule? I'm like, I do do some yoga. Once in a while, I'll do, like, a bar class or, like, go for a run. But really, I just work. Like, I lift things and I move things and I yeah. knock down walls. So, it's a lot of work. I'm excited. I want Linda and me to sit down again with you in another, like, six months or a year to see after you've had your baby girl yeah. and to see how that's changed your life, if it has let you slow down a little bit or if you keep working at that same busy pace. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I have no idea. But, yeah, I'd love to do that. I might be super haggard and like, you never know. It's going <laughs> to be amazing. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, but maybe. That's my look right now. Haggard. haggard? Yeah. yeah. Me, but uh, well, thanks so much for chatting with <laughs> us. Thank you guys. It's Thank been you. fun. Yeah. Okay, name your baby Drew. Okay. Got baby it. Drew. <laughs> like Do you need to get anything at the gas station at all? Like Cheetos? 
No, like a pregnancy test? Oh. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a liquor store. Oh, was it liquor? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a liquor store. So I, Same thing. Gas same station, thing. liquor store. That's even funnier, actually. <laughs> and the fact that she had no idea she was pregnant. She was so busy working, and it was the network executive at HGTV that's like, I think you're pregnant. She's Robert like, no, no. Has, Robert has a seven yes. cents. Seven cents. His sixth sense is um, Disney. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and the seven cents is... Pregos. Yeah. No, but that, that's amazing. I think, uh, I kind of feel that would be you too, though. You just, you work what, so hard. Like go to hard. the liquor store? No. You're going to be like, go, 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 go. I'm like, hey, how you feeling? You're like, oh, I was, you know, I was throwing up this morning, but I just think that's because it's just been a hard day. And I like, just ate too much yeah. last night and but uh, sick. I don't know if you knew this, though. What? She had her first job. Jasmine's first job was at a Curves, like a, the fitness place. Did you know that I almost opened a Curves franchise? Really? Yeah. So I, I didn't know, but I'm not surprised. Well, You've had like 90 different jobs. You know what? It would be interesting to have an actual gym that does everything. It's like mind, body, and soul. So you actually mm. almost move. You know how you do like a superset? You do like super thirty. Set? You'll do like 30 seconds bench press. Then you'll do like 30 seconds running. And then you'll do 30 seconds pushups, whatever. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> well, what if you had that though? You, you go and you hit the bike for two minutes and then you go and do a puzzle and then you go and do bench press for 30 seconds, oh. and then you go and do another like mental st stimulating something. Ooh, and then you can have like word games and math, like maybe not math games. Yeah, for me, I would love that. <laughs> All right, I, we're, we're starting this gym. Cool. And then they should, there should just be a dark room where you just go in and lay down and peace out for like 10 minutes or 20. It is a pretty cool idea to think of something like that. Unique. It's like taking a gym and flipping it on its head. And Literally. Then, and then solving the puddle. puddle. A puddle? <laughs> oh I want to solve a puddle. <laughs> oh my gosh. We need to hit the mental gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we have a lot of great chats coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Bobby Burke is going to be hanging out with us from Queer Eye. We also have Heather, Heather Morris. Morris. Yeah, she has a Our new- Our dancing queen. The Dance Room is her new podcast, which is awesome. You know her from Glee, amazing actress. Uh, we have Jonathan and Zoe. Jonathan and Joey. Yeah, Jonathan and Joey, as we call them. We're gonna be sitting down. We're gonna be digging in deep, asking them the hard questions. Ooh, we can call them Jozo or Zojo. Zojo sounds better. Zojo, Zojo. Sounds the girl more, always comes first, more so edgy. Zojo. Yeah, as we mentioned before, we wanna share some of your stories and thank you to everyone who's been connecting with us, letting us know what you're doing while you're at home in isolation. We spoke with Brandon Harvey from the Good 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 Company, spreading good news all around the world. Mm -hmm. He called in from Portland and he's been at home and working hard to, to search for and share all the good stories that are popping up around the world right now. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Hi, Hello. Brandon. How you doing out there? I'm doing so good. It's so good to see your faces. How are you doing? Well, I mean, it's it's been great. We've been passing the time, you know, finding anything we can do together, connecting with our listeners and, and with family and friends. Yeah, just staying at home. Now, you're up in Portland. I, for anybody who doesn't know your company, I just want to tout your horn or blow your horn. I, I, I like to mix <laughs> tout your horn. Tout your skills and blow your horn a little bit. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever the hell the saying is, we'll cut that out, but, um, no, no we won't <laughs> keep or, it in. or we'll keep it in your company surround. It's all about spreading good. It's all about creating, highlighting positive moments, no matter how small they are. And I love that you've built up this community of amazing, uh, people who are spreading that positivity for you. It's sort of like this army of good that you have out there in the world. Yes. Can you explain good, good, good? 
Yeah. Good and Good is a media company focused on the good in the world. And uh, our goal is to help people feel less overwhelmed and more capable of making a difference in the world. And at our core, the thing that we are like anchored by is this incredible quote from uh, Mr. Rogers. You've probably heard it before. He said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And so that's what we do. We, we look for the helpers, we celebrate them, we share their stories, and then we share tangible, practical ways on how we can all get involved and become helpers ourselves. And that's, that's the best part. I think now more than ever, so many people, myself included, are feeling so helpless and, and overwhelmed with, you know, there's so much bad news out there, but there's lots of good that we can do. And when I get your emails in my inbox, it's, it makes me feel so much better that there's something that I can do right now that can help other people. I think there are a ton of people who are trying to, I mean, getting a lot of the negativity in the news and in media, it, it can really bring you down. There's no reason why we can't also bring some positivity to see the, the kind of stories that, that you've brought to people who are really stepping up to help their, their community, which I love. And it, it all started from Mr. Rogers with your company. So actually we, a few months ago, we got to do a promo for Mr. Rogers where we had to dress up like Mr. Rogers. It was for the, the movie when it came out. And I, to be honest, cause we loved Mr. Rogers growing up. I felt like there was a little bit of him in us. And after doing that shoot, I was walking around calmer. I was calmer. Mm. I was looking for those little kind moments and all the little quotes that you remember hearing from him when, uh, when you were growing up, same thing. I, that was like in me. And so it was a nice little reminder and you could see the more I was kind of taking a moment to interact with people in a more meaningful way, you could see that spread of good and positivity. And people notice it. People really, yeah. really, mm. you know, notice the way you make them feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently because we're all going through this collective experience. We're all having this challenging time together, but separately. And so when I take my dog on a walk and you know, there's somebody six feet away from me, uh, you know, also walking by, like we smile at each other. Mm -hmm. We look at each other. Um, I I yelled, Hey neighbor to to one of my neighbors. (laughs) I've never met in my life before yesterday Um, (laughs) at the grocery store, you know, people are being extra thoughtful and, and, and considerate. And it's, like what a special thing that we can yeah. all take these little moments and they're more appreciated than ever before. Yeah. Or maybe we all just know what we personally need. You know, yeah. I know that I need a little bit of kindness and so I'm sharing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's contagious and it spreads. Yeah, it really is. And so your, your reach is international, right? Yeah, it's, been, it's incredible. We've got, uh, we reach people in all 50 states and then dozens and dozens of countries around the world. Now, in our situation now where everybody is isolated, um, how are you actually um, with your community and your friends and family? How are you staying connected and how are you spreading that positivity with them? Yeah, so I, I moved from Nashville, Tennessee to Portland, Oregon with my wife and my puppy a year ago, like this week. And the, one of the big driving factors for moving here was this really tight-knit group of friends that we have here in Portland. And every week for a year, we've gotten together. We've made dinner together on Friday nights. And it's a really fun, amazing experience. And even though we haven't been able to do that for the last month, uh, we are still doing Zoom calls. We'll hop on, eat our meals together. That's been incredible. 
Um, and then uh, I've been getting to do the same thing with um, the Good 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 team. You know, we we love getting the opportunity to jump onto calls and uh, and talk through the day's good news every day, even though you know we don't get to be together in person, and even though all of our schedules are different. Honestly, it's 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 really fun getting to integrate. Uh, daily life into these video calls a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes yeah. video calls when I make them are like uh, I'm at the office and it's very sterile and people are just seeing the background of a wall and now they're seeing you know my dog run through the background and mm-hmm. my wife coming and grabbing something from the room and it's much more personable. So I, I love yeah. that aspect too. Yeah, I love how it's you know very authentic and I think we're getting to see a lot of. Um, you know, a more personal side of people that we work alongside with every day. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's the same with um, a lot of the talk shows. They're all from the the hosts' homes, and you're starting to see that personal side of their lives yeah. as well. And you know, Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> opening with his kids doing artwork, and I think even some fans submitting artwork and stuff too, which is cool. Has there been a story that you've you guys have come across that have just made your heart sing? You know, in the early days, it was. Um, it was people just celebrating healthcare workers and, you know, banging pots and pans mm-hmm. and, and clapping at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever time shift change was. And then it was, um, it was all the distilleries, uh, who, you know, kind of have slowed down on making alcohol because less people are going out to restaurants. They're like, you know what we can make with this alcohol? They all start making hand sanitizer. And then just today I saw the news that Miss England from, uh, the the Miss World pageant, and then also the Prime Minister of Ireland, and they both just went and requalified to practice uh, medicine again, so that wow. they could go beyond the front lines of making a difference against COVID right now. Wow. And I I just love seeing stories like that, and I have no doubt that tomorrow there'll be another good news story that that grabs my attention and. Uh, and, and that's why we're sharing as many as we possibly can right now. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, I truly cannot pick a favorite. So I'm sorry. Yeah. No, well, hey, I think anybody, no matter how small you think it is, anybody making a difference. I mean, we have um, for one of our manufacturing partners for our Scott Living products, uh, Mohawk, they've actually started making the surgical gowns um, that uh, medical practitioners have to wear and also the um, the masks. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing wow. the, the protective gear. So it's nice that they've been switching because typically they do rugs, um, they do doormats and they do products like that. But now they've switched over to help because they have the facilities and also the facilities here in America where they're able to, to do that. So that's amazing. Whether it's well, that or whether it's just supporting your neighbor or even if it's just gonna say. calling somebody, like if knowing somebody's at home alone, calling somebody to, to FaceTime so that they know that you're here thinking about them is, is a great way to stay yeah. connected. Well, I mean, and, and it's never really going to get as much media attention when, you know, you're just calling your grandma to check in or you're, uh, you're putting a rainbow up in your window to create a little bit more delight for the kids in your neighborhood. You know, those things aren't necessarily going to be the things that grab the public attention, but those things matter so much. And we all have a part to play no matter uh, where we live, what we do. Well, when you do those things, you're making a world of difference in that person's uh, mind that you're reaching out to. And I think that's spreading positivity. That'll yeah. be infectious. Yeah, we've seen, we've even seen um, sidewalk chalk drawings yeah. Yeah. from the yes. neighborhood kids. And, and they said like, we'll get through this together. And there are even reminders that say, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. And they have- they Six were, feet away. They were when in, a kid is telling you to wash your hands, that's how you know it's serious. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for, for chatting. And also, I know you did an amazing thing to, to give back in, um, as well with uh, the good newspaper. Um, you've actually, you're giving a month's free subscription to people. Explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, we've got this print newspaper filled with good news and we just want to get good news into as many homes as possible right now. So we made it completely free to get your first good newspaper. We're literally covering the printing, the creation, the shipping, sending it out uh, and you no strings attached. You can cancel at any time, um, but it's available for free at goodgoodgood.co. Um, and uh, yeah, we just want to get good news into truly as many people's homes as possible as we're all stuck at home, as we're all grateful to be at home, uh, we can be celebrating the good in the world. And I know we do have some listeners uh, in Latin America and in Europe as well. Um, the good newspaper can send to you internationally as well. There yes. is a, a small shipping fee, five bucks or something, but yeah, like flat rate, five bucks. Yeah. Uh, we want to get it out and just cover the cost of shipping. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's I'm, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for spreading Thank that you. kindness. In, Thank I mean, you all. Thank you for the good you're spreading. And I, I really appreciate your it just encouragement and support that you're putting out into the world. And I think we're all feeling very grateful. We will see you. I mean, we'll check in with you while we're all in isolation, but we will definitely see you soon after. I can't wait. Thank Keep you. Safe. Both. Thank you. Stay safe. Love you guys. Well, a huge thank you to Brandon for taking the time to chat with us and thank you for spreading so much good in the world. And thank you to everyone else out there for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed. Remember to stay in touch with us on social media at at home on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or email us at Feedback at athomepodcast.net. It sounds like you said feedback. Feedback? No, feedback, not feedback. How about beatbox? Why don't we change it to beatbox at at home? <laughs> when we <laughs> learn how to. Uh, anyway, it's feedback at athomepodcast.net. But we will see you guys again next week, or yes. at least hear you guys, or at least you guys hear us. However, you want to say it. <laughs> Stay Goodbye. safe. Thank you to our podcast producer, Brandon Angelino, AKA Brangelino, AKA Brandon. B. B. Joe. Wait, Brandon Angelino. Also, thank you to Annalie Bell, our researcher. And thanks to Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson for our amazing music. Feels like home. And I want to thank Linda Fan Scott, the one and only, my better half. Love you. Love you. I want to thank you for sitting down and having these lovely conversations and for this eight pack that i wear on my stomach oh yeah can i borrow it yeah i'll end it to one day okay, thanks. i'm just gonna do some laundry first <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do when you have abs of steel like me saves yeah. water <laughs> bye guys ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (gasps) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm-hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.